0: The Tim and Tony podcast is brought to you by. So, Bucked Up. Tell the good people about them, Tim.
1: Okay. So, here's the deal. A lot of my friends who have been asking me about Bucked Up since we got the sponsorship told me, Tim, when I get a pre workout, it feels like I'm the meth head on Mountain Dew. And I will assert, as I have tried many other brands, that that is the case generally. Not the case with Bucked Up. No. And particularly not the case. With this little product that I just started using, it's called Heat Hardcore. I started using it because w- I started a cut yesterday, Ooh. trying to get trying to get in shape for going to Mexico in August. So oh. we're very excited.
0: Oh.
1: Okay. So for all of you who are looking to get into your Mexico body shape, uh, Heat is a good pre workout substitute. Uh, it's only got like 150 milligrams of caffeine, it helps you burn off fat really nice. Or just going for the traditional pre workout where they have. A bunch of delicious flavors i have a huge ass stack next to me the chai um, spice is incredible yep oh and and there's another product of theirs that i didn't try until i was sent it <laughs> um is those racked bcas are oh my god <laughs> life-changing those so, are awesome so the racked bcas
0: are fantastic they i i I've taken some other BCAs and like, I know I took them, but I didn't feel them. This one, I feel like I could cure cancer. Disclaimer, you can't, but you feel like you could. Um, The pumpocalypse, oh boy, oh boy. And if you use that in conjunction with the pre, you're going to have a fun workout. So that's to say. There are plenty of options at Bucked Up Freedies, and we're not even talking yet about the protein and the meal replacement protein. Both of those are very, very delicious and
1: lean. So, Tim, why don't you tell us about that promo code? Promo code. Again, go to buckedup.com. Use, you can only use this online. You cannot use this at any in-store location. Go online to buckedup.com. The promo code is... T-N-T-20, that's spelled T-A-N-D-T-20 for 20% off your entire order. You can order one product, you can order 50 products. It's 20% off the whole damn thing. So go to buckedup.com today and let's start working towards those Mexico bodies.
0: Yeah, yeah. Use use those supplements. It'll change your workout, change your life like it did us. So let's talk about Title Tim. Why do we love Title so much?
1: I've got a Title sweatshirt on right now, and it is by far the most comfortable thing that I own in my entire closet. I absolutely love this hoodie that I have on, and they make the most comfortable gym attire that I've ever worn, frankly. Um, tried out a lot of brands. We're not going to name them on here, but you know who oh, they are. Absolutely. And these guys make by far not only the most comfortable feeling clothing, they make the best looking clothing. They make you feel like a fucking badass in these things because they're perfectly tapered to make and, you feel very confident. And I mean, if we can feel like badasses,
0: that's that's pretty impressive. So that's how y'all, you know? y- y'all need to buy the stuff. I've got a hoodie. I've got a sleeveless hoodie that is just as douchey as it sounds, but fuck is it comfortable? Um, their shirts are like Tim said, perfectly tapered. The shorts are incredible. So, you know, you gotta buy the stuff. And here's the thing though, Tim,
1: why don't you tell them about that promo code? Okay. So on title.com that is spelled T Y D a L.com. Use the promo code T and T 15. That is T A N D 15. For 15% off your next order.
0: Off the whole store. Like you can get all their stuff. You can literally buy the entire stock of their website. And you can get 15% off of all of that. And I suggest you do that because every single item that you buy there is going to be incredible. So Tim, we've been off the air for a little bit. Uh, We've been dealing with something very fun, very enjoyable. It's called the, uh, the bar exam. In that time, our team did something that it hadn't done in our entire lifetimes. Uh, Phoenix Suns, we beat the Clippers. The last time that we talked, we were talking after we had swept the Denver Nuggets. Uh, went well in the Clippers. I went to one of the games, and of course, that was one of the worst games that we played in the playoffs, and now I'm not allowed to go to any more uh, playoff games ever in my life. Um, then we went up to against the Milwaukee Bucks. We're feeling pretty good. Suns and 4 was said about as many times as it ever has. Uh... After game two, what
1: happened? Yeah, so uh, first of all, apologies for the long layoff. Um, this Suns run was the only thing keeping me from going quietly into that dark abyss. That oh, come is, come on, you're
0: not gonna, you're, you're not going to follow the uh, the interstellar, f- go gentle into that good night. Like, come on, no, it's right, it was I wasn't right going gently.
1: It. I was going very angrily. <laughs> like off a bridge or something (laughs) for the bar exam. Very tough. Don't recommend. Fair enough. And you even took
0: took the easy way out. You took the Arizona
1: one. I did. I I took the easy way out. That's that's how we do it. Um, So here's the thing. It's it's now been, I want to say, three weeks since uh, game six. And whenever somebody brings it up to me, like I was on a trip with some friends who are from out of state uh, this last weekend, whenever somebody will bring it up to me and they like try to joke around about it, I'm still just like, like you can, they can see my face visibly like yeah. shrink and die a little bit. Uh, so you, you asked me what happened. We went up to, uh, Giannis turned into like Shaq crossed with 2007, LeBron crossed with magic. It was stupid. It was and he learned how to shoot
0: free throws.
1: Well, that's the most frustrating six. thing. Because he's going to come back and next season he's going to shoot 50% again. And it's only, again, there's a lot of things that take years off my life. This thing that we all follow called sports is wonderful. Because one fan base gets to be happy every year. And the rest of us uh, just get to be miserable, yeah. hopeful morons looking forward yeah. to next year. Um, here's what I'll say. A lot of Giannis love out I, there i'm
0: gonna hate him for probably the rest of my life
1: yeah and just to give some context phoenix fans hated bill russell he beat us in what was it 74 73
0: well, well he wasn't on the team when he beat us but yes
1: i apologize when, yes.
0: when the celtics beat us i don't believe he was on the team i think he had already but there passed. was a lot I of i think he might have been the coach
1: Yeah, there was a lot of uh, anti-Jordan stuff post-93. A
0: lot, which is wild given the big Chicago and Illinois population, transplant population in Phoenix. And, you know, I even know some of the uh, older generation that came here, and they came here as Bulls fans and then fell in love with the Suns, and they fucking hated Jordan because of
1: that shit. Hated him. And Pippen, um, yeah. yes, Giannis. I'm sorry. You seem like a good dude. No, no, I'm not sorry. This is this is, uh, he, this is this is not personal. This is personal. It is personal, uh, and
0: I'm not sorry because here's the thing: he won a championship. He's getting to enjoy all the stuff. I don't feel sorry for him one bit. He's getting <sighs> to you know parade the both literally and figuratively, the trophy around everywhere he goes. Um, Now everyone in his family has a trophy. That's great. Uh, I hate him, and I probably will never get over it uh, because of, and this isn't why we lost the series, but it's why I got pissed off throughout the series. Because of how he was officiated, it irritated the hell out of me. Now, we didn't play well. I'm not saying that we lost because of the refs. Didn't help. Didn't It shrink the margin of error. But we lost because we didn't have anybody that was capable of guarding him, which I don't know really any team that does. But Giannis showed up. He shoved it down our throats for four games. Uh, Milton was fine. He played really well in one game. Same with Drew Holiday, he played really well in one game. Uh, Chris Paul didn't play up to what he had most of the playoffs for four of the six games. For four of the six games, and again, is it his fault that we lost? He's the reason why we were there. He's like it's it's one of those unfortunate things that like. It's not really one person's fault. It's not Monty Williams' fault. It's not Booker's fault. It's not Devin Booker's fault. It's not Chris Paul's fault. We just got outplayed. And there isn't one thing that I can go back and think about that, like, oh, if we would have done this differently, if we would have done this differently. It was a series where we went up 2 0. We were feeling great. And then one of the best players in the league decided to show up. And he doesn't really have somebody who can step up to him. There isn't a somebody in the league outside of maybe like LeBron or KD that can step up to him and say, not today. Our great players, the problem with having guard dominant teams is that, you know, people can guard Chris Paul, especially at his age. People can guard him. People can guard Devin Booker. Like, He's six six, two hundred and something pounds, and isn't an athletic Marvel. Like he's just a very, 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 very talented basketball player. And as we saw in team USA, one of the best players in the league. But when you're not a seven foot two shooting guard, <laughs> it's just it's it's tough. And We, as Suns fans, unfortunately, suffered through watching a superstar step up and have his moment. We thought this was going to be the coronation of Chris Paul. We thought this was going to be the coronation of Devin Booker, and it wasn't. Um, We signed Chris Paul to an extension. Uh, Turns out the later years are options. Seems like James Jones actually did a pretty good job on that end. Uh, Devin Booker seems happy with the situation that we're in. Um, Aiton, just incredible. Um, and if you're going to, for the people that are saying that he got, you know, dominated by Anastasia, yeah. I mean, DeAndre Ayton is, for all intents and purposes, in his second year in the league. And, you know, up until the playoffs, he was fine. Like what we were saying on this podcast, he was a C plus B minus player. He stepped up. He ran through the most impressive front line in the NBA with the Lakers. He ran through the MVP in Nikola Jokic. And he was a huge difference maker in the Western Conference Finals. It only came to when we had one of the most impressive physical humans in the history of the NBA that he looked overmatched. I am very excited for this team. I am very weary that we're going to have this team together when some contracts start coming due, but we'll see. I just said a lot,
1: so I'm going to give you the four. I was going to say, Tony made about 150 uh, points there. I'm trying to decide which one I want to respond to. Number one, you look at the history of the NBA, it's very difficult to win unless you have like an apex predator wing or you have just an all-time big guy.
0: Which Mikhail Bridges might become that. He might because he has the physical tools to do a lot of stuff. But again, yeah. we, outside but of Chris Paul, we were an extremely young team.
1: But it's, it's very, very rare to see a team with only slight guards win a championship. It's why the first Golden State one was so rare. Obviously, they catch a couple breaks. It's why the Miami Heat one with, well, I'm just saying, you go back, you look at the Heat yeah. one with Wade as their best player, right? And Shaq is fat and he shows up for the finals, but he's not Shaq he's, on the Lakers. He's quote
0: unquote playing himself into shape still in, yeah, that, you know, July.
1: So it's it's very, very difficult to do that. Um, I can't help but think you talked about the fouls. I can't help but think if, if it was officiated more like what we've seen from the FIBA games um, that it would have been a little bit closer because one of the things with Shaq and LeBron has always been you can literally call a foul on every single play with them. Because it's people like,
0: have to hack them to stop them. But here's they, they the thing. To. Here's the thing. I did my research on this, Yeah. and I don't remember – and I did it way back when, and it pissed me off, and i tried to forget about it. Yeah. What I found is that the foul disparity in the series is not normal. and no, to have not. And to have game six where one player on the team has more free throw attempts than the whole other team.
1: That was game five, too. Yeah. He shot more free throws in game five yeah. than our whole team.
0: For that to yeah. happen, and for that to happen multiple times... And for it not even really be that close in the team free-throw free attempt per, uh, totals, that's crippling. For a series that is vi- – however you mix it, that was going to be a close series. And although it felt like it wasn't a close series because they won the last four and they generally sweeped this, because, it, because that happened, it didn't feel like a close series – it went six games. <laughs> we won one more game, and it's a game seven. It was a very close series. And that game five, now that you mentioned it, since you since you mentioned it, that game five, I will think about on my deathbed. Game five was one of the most excruciating, if not, and I think I even said this at the time, was the most excruciating loss I have ever been a part of it as a fan And I am a Patriots fan that suffered through two giant Super Bowls. (laughs) That game was the most excruciating loss of my life. If you would have told me at the beginning of the season that we would be tied 2-2 in the NBA Finals, Aiden's playing the best basketball of his life, Chris Paul's playing great, Devin Booker has arrived. 2-2, 2-2, Devin Booker has the ball with the game on the line. If he scores, we win. If you would have told me that, if you would have told me that, I would have taken it every single time. And unfortunately, yeah. the Bucks made a play. But we are right there. Oh, we were right there. And and the ability for us to come back in that game, for Devin Booker to make that Kyrie step back on the right uh on the right wing, for him to make that kind of shot at that kind <clears throat> of level was euphoric. And yes. for then for us to just it that was our test tip in after Kobe airballing the three level of just
1: fuck <laughs> shit yes and uh the thing that's gonna get lost in all of this I really do believe is that last game that game six some of the calls were just flat out egregious Giannis went for 50 okay and that's why it's gonna get lost in the muck yep but he made he what, shot 18 something
0: f- like I was gonna say he shot 18 free throws he, and, Eighteen and of those co- were free throws, and, and about consist- half of
1: those were like, "What the fuck are we doing?" Here? And they were like-
0: consistently calling them on a player that that historic, well, historically, being the last couple of years, they were being called on a player that people around the league talked about how amazing Aiton's defenses, in the sense that he just stays vertical. He doesn't foul people. He just doesn't. You know, and they, then for us to go in, and then for us to go into this series multiple times, they showed Aiden where he's just standing there, just like either with his hands up in the air or he's looking at Monty saying, "What?
1: What do I do?" They castrated him. I mean, there was moments where Aiden got thrown onto his ass, and they were calling fouls, and it was just like, okay, like I mean, yeah. at that point, we don't have a we don't have another answer. Aiden is our Giannis answer. We couldn't build the wall because we didn't have the personnel for it, um, even though I think that was weird that we never really adjusted to do a better job at that, but whatever. We didn't have the personnel for a wall, and Aiden was our best hope. And uh, uh, with... Other
0: than Jalen Smith.
1: Don't stop. No, but stop. I'm saying I- – No, I'm, don't do I'm, that.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm not doing what you think I'm doing. I'm saying other than a guy that was not going to get any minutes in the game. He who... might be terrible, by the way. He might. Who would you have wanted us? Who would you have wanted to see more? Because unfortunately, no, it's, not, it's not who I want. Out.
1: It's all scheme. It's all scheme. I oh, mean, I see what you're saying. You, you're, okay. you're talking. To, I mean, you look at a lot of former coaches have have come on the various shows and talked about this, where it was like they just weren't changing their defensive scheme. They were sticking to that zone for most of the game, and they weren't building a wall against Giannis. And you can make the argument. They didn't really have the personnel for it, but at the same time, they didn't try. They didn't change anything defensively the entire series, and eventually, a great player like Giannis uh, is going to solve that, and he did.
0: Which is interesting because my analysis before the series is going to be that Monty Williams is going to outcoach Bud.
1: And... Yeah, and I, don't, I don't think Bud outcoached. Them. I, no, I, I think I, they were I, equals. I just think that it was weird that we were like, "Hey, we're not changing anything. We're just we're sticking to what we what got us here." We believe that we're gonna do this through zone. We believe Ayton's gonna be able to stop Giannis at the rim, and that's what we're gonna do. And what, what frankly, that wasn't true game threes through six. And it was obvious after game four that something needed to change. And defensively, nothing changed. Offensively, we did try a few different things. People have been, I think, a little too harsh about that, saying that our offense was the same. That's not true. We were, I mean, we did stuff go look at go look at those games where we were screening in the back court because they're having Drew Holiday pick up Chris 48 feet. Um which the Clippers we were...
0: wrote the playbook for that. They were having all of their guards whoever was on Chris Paul. They were having all their guards pick him up at full court because the guy's 36.
1: Well, and we fi- but we finally started screening that guy off yeah. of Chris at half court and getting him into some more motion. I mean, Chris still wasn't great, but There was more adjustments on offense than I think people realize. Yeah, and I,
0: Tim, you, as well as the listeners, know my love for Old Brown James. Um, The history of uh, manipulating the narrative uh, for him and by his people has been, like, legendary. Uh, after, After instances where, you know, after i think it was after the first katie warriors finals
1: loss was when he did the broken hand thing it was the second one it was during was it the, the second suite. oh yeah it was it was, after yeah, he yeah, did yeah. the 50 point game game one yep and then didn't That's look right. good the rest of the series and then, and then the and, story
0: yeah. was he punched a wall or some shit which again it's one of those things you're either lying or you're stupid <laughs> like i don't know which one's better i think we
1: all kind of forgave it though because we didn't think honestly that he was going to win that series it was just kind of like and
0: and and the fact that he put in such a performance that basketball people have said that it's the most impressive game that they've ever seen anybody it's the best game i've ever
1: seen like the best game i've ever seen
0: is the best fucking game that i ever served tables during which i'm (laughs) pissed off that i was but that's a whole other story but um the fact that we know that Chris Paul had about five things wrong with him and there hasn't been a story about it. There hasn't been this whole, so yeah, Chris Paul went to Dr. James Andrews and had seven different surgeries in the span of three days. The fact that that doesn't happen because I'm sure, I mean, he had the ligaments in his wrist. He had a shoulder thing. He had an ankle problem. He had a hip problem. Like, he had all these things, and we haven't heard any reports of any surgeries or anything. It further makes me want to just love the man, and especially since the contract that we gave him, it seems like he's going to retire some. It just it
1: makes me happy. Yeah, and my last thing on on Chris yeah, was... Yeah, sorry, I,
0: I I told you at the beginning of this it was going to be a five-minute thing, and we're now 25-ish minutes in, so...
1: Sorry, I've had two months worth of thoughts. Yeah, um, there was this this...
0: this. this is what happens, guys. We've been locked up in our rooms studying for the damn bar. We haven't actually gotten to talk because we know that we wanted to save these conversations for the pods. So here we go.
1: There was this narrative that started in the finals that he might leave. And what I said at the time was um, this is how negotiating works. First of all, you're you're dealing with the shittiest owner in sports, and that is still true today. Second of all, are we sure dealing... the
0: shittiest?
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know. There's sure. probably some Dan Snyder gives him a run for his money.
0: Is, is the Houston guy is the Houston guy still on, uh, with the Texans? The guy Here's who the did thing. the whole uh, the prisoners are running the asylum thing.
1: Yeah, no, there's a difference between being an incompetent asshole. Oh, and, and just being, being a fucking racist? And being, yeah, just being being completely racist and being a dipshit. <laughs> okay. and, and being and Sarver. Unfortunately,
0: and unfortunately for the Clippers, they had that in their owner with both of them and Donald Sterling.
1: <laughs> yeah, and there's... Both incompetent there's just,
0: and a raging racist.
1: <laughs> there's Sarver, who's, like, selling draft picks for money, not paying players who leave, like, yeah. who actively dismantled one of the greatest teams of all time and prevented them from winning.
0: And about three times over, not, not, yeah. like not, not for nothing because Joe Johnson,
1: Quentin Richard, eh, anyways, but with the Chris Paul thing, it's like the media gets played like this often. And we see it where it's clearly his agent. And I, I, I think he's with Excel, but I, I could be wrong on that. Yeah. Um, Cause he, he, he's with CAA his, his, uh,
0: his guy was Leon Rose until right. Okay.
1: So left for the Knicks.
0: That And that was why a lot of people were theorizing that he was going to go to the next.
1: That's how negotiating works. He wanted to be here. He said he wanted to be on the West Coast so that he could be close to his family, close to his house. He had an unbelievable year here. He clearly loves Monty Williams and Devin Booker. He was never going anywhere. But it's how you negotiate. You leak this shit to the media that he's going to leave so that he doesn't have to take a $10 million a year pay cut. And you see it on those last years. It's like even with... The quote-unquote, he's gonna leave. Like, we got the better of him for those last two years. We're gonna pay him a lot for upfront for the next two years, which makes sense to anybody. Anybody yep. would have done this deal, yep. <laughs> okay? Um, so I don't know. I just that that part of it was unbelievably annoying to me that we had to act like he might go somewhere else for a while because his agent was leaking shit to the media.
0: Yeah, but now we know. He's staying, and it seems like he's going to retire. Some, um, as some some trade, which I'm not putting past Roberts. Over. Um, a question that I want you and the listeners to ponder, and we're going to move on to the movie that we're supposed to be reviewing today. I don't want an answer. Where, where Devin Booker, um, where Devin Booker is in your phoenix sports rankings it's it's
1: interesting it's it's very interesting we need to do a separate uh whole thing on this i said that if you won he's the greatest phoenix athlete that we have and i meant it i think that that's still true um because they lost where that puts him it's very difficult for me to put him over guys like nash and barkley um Specifically Nash who did it over a longer period of time. Barkley was here two seasons and people kind of gloss over that fact.
0: Barkley is more Chris Paul.
1: Yeah. It's, we're talking about the greatest Phoenix athlete. There's gotta be a certain longevity here. Luis Gonzalez has one of the greatest moments in sports really only had one and a half good years. Randy Johnson's one of the greatest pitchers of all time was here for four years. Okay. Like you've got to, you've got to put everything into context. Randy, what? Was it's, it's, a
0: lot Randy was here longer than four years, but
1: it was four and, or five years. He wasn't and, here very long. In fact, long.
0: I think he won four Cy Youngs.
1: <laughs> but he got regardless. no, he well, he showed up in 2000, left in 04, so uh, five years, I guess. But um,
0: then, but then he came back for like two or three. Well, and, okay, re- regardless, the corpse, regardless,
1: the corpse came back. Hey, you know what? Um,
0: he, he came like, back, he was done with the New York media and came back,
1: yeah, because he's <laughs> a. <laughs> Because he's a curmudgeon.
0: Um, (laughs) um, He likes photography. uh,
1: Devin, Devin is, is in the top five Phoenix athlete. I think that it's really hard to put him anywhere else. That doesn't mean he's top five greatest player who's ever played here. Top five most. He's top five in terms of what he's done here in the city, for the city, for the state. He's top five.
0: I'm just, are you sad as I am that we're now, uh, we're too good to be in the lottery for Brownie James? So then that means that we could possibly get LeBron. Are you, are you as sad as I am that we lost that? Here's the thing. Anyways. Uh, since we're, since we'll kind of just use that as our, our, our intro to this podcast, um. Yeah. I, I. I guess Elvis Monroe plays us in.
1: in a crowded room. Summer and All
0: right. So Tim. What movie are we actually supposed to be talking
1: about today? Yeah, um, we are going to be discussing today James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad the 2. The Suicide Squad. Um, I actually went to a theater and said Suicide Squad 2, and the guy at the box <laughs> nice. office corrected me that it is The Suicide Squad, which I appreciated him doing it. Wow. I appreciated him doing it. Um, you know, go get them.
0: <laughs> fight, fight in the good fight.
1: The my instant, I just my, my brief initial reactions to this movie. First of all, I'd like to preface any Warner Brothers DC movie by saying they do not know what the fuck they are doing. No, zero. No. They have they have no idea. And I that needs to be said anytime you're talking about DC. They have zero idea. The second thing is. James Gunn gets vaulted a lot higher in my director rankings for this. The ability to go into a sequel, which, by the way, sequels are always more difficult to make than initial uh, superhero movies. Uh-huh. To make a sequel that gets ninety-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, and so ninety-eight
0: percent was after like two people had written reviews. It's and to do at about ninety-one.
1: Okay. 91 for a superhero movie by DC. Are you kidding me? And he does Guardians of the Galaxy, which was the highest level of difficulty movie that Marvel's done. Like...
0: I... Uh, this is going to be interesting, because... I was not terrible. I, I didn't really like the movie. So this the, the, this 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 is going to be an interesting podcast. The one thing though, I actually watched it at home, and it was a very good experience because I didn't have to pay thirty dollars. Um, I had beer in my fridge. I enjoyed it. I cooked myself a steak that I already had in the fridge. Was this is what sale. people come to the
1: podcast for.
0: Is this yeah. right here? Yeah. No, it was it was a very enjoyable time, and it's wild that HBO and Warner Brothers in general, or I guess Warner Brothers in, on HBO Max, is willing to just release these movies straight to their streaming platform, because Disney has not been doing it. They've been putting it on their streaming platform, then charging $30, which I think is smart. HBO is just throwing that shit up for people to watch. And if this is what they're going to continue to do, much to Christopher Nolan's chagrin, but if this is what they're going to continue to do, I'm def- it's definitely going to make me see more Warner Brothers movies. So it's having the desired effect in that regard.
1: Yeah, so I, I should have finished the story. I didn't end up seeing it in the theater because the times that I was given online were different than the times that were actually at the movie theater, which is another thing that goes to how awful and shitty the Movie theater it's experience really is. You know, when you're like, I'd like to see Suicide Squad 2 at 7 30. Well, it's the Suicide Squad. And sorry, we don't have a 730. We have a 1050. Yeah, you got two corrections. Yeah, no, no. He was like, Yeah, we have a 1050. And I'm like, Okay, well, I don't want to just go to the mall for three hours. Not a big mall guy. No. I like to shop, but I don't have three hours in me. Um,
0: not a big mall guy with the delta variant going around.
1: Yeah, no. Uh okay, I'm just gonna go home and i didn't know that it was i didn't know that they weren't charging for it so i went home and i watched it yeah. um you're right though i this is one thing that i've actually been impressed with hbo on here's the thing D- disney's subscriber though, base is, is second HBO,
0: only- hbo max as an app though is absolutely is awful. awful it's is as awful. though they actively hate their subscribers i agree, with that. I
1: agree with that terrible it's the
0: worst app that i've seen since streaming actually became a thing like the espn app when it first started was absolutely dog shit when it was a watch espn app because it was they just than didn't this. they just didn't put any bandwidth to it but it wasn't set up this terribly like, it was
1: better than this but, but i mean when you crashes. look at <laughs> pure subscriber base right disney yeah. is second only to netflix HBO, I want to say last count was like 15, 20 million subscribers, which is a fifth of what Disney has and way less than what Netflix has. Um, if you want to get more people onto your service, this is, this is approaching a brilliant way to do it. Yep. Because 15 bucks a month, you're just it in your head for 15 bucks. That's about a movie ticket. I'm just going to sign up. I'm going to get this movie that people say is good. Surprisingly. And I'm just going to do it. Yeah. So kudos to them. And and I'm giving, I'm giving more praise to HBO and Warner than I think I've given to them in my entire life over the last five minutes.
0: And, and what's wild is not only are you getting, you know, uh, Godzilla versus Kong and, you know, mortal combat and just the freaking blockbusters of the year. Not only are you getting those you get The Sopranos. You get Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, you get you, you get some of the most popular... Te- you get Friends. You get some of those pop... Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You get all these shows. I think Sex in the City's even on there. It's not for me, but I'm pretty sure it's on there. And it's one of the most popular television shows that's ever been made. Like, they've got all that stuff on there. And they also they amassed such an amazing uh, amount of 30s, 40s, 50s movies. Like, they... Warner Brothers, for as bad of content as they've been currently making within the DC universe, very much knows how to run a business. (laughs) Right. It's very interesting because their parent company is AT&T. Their product is very interesting. They know how to sell it, but their service is just
1: dog shit, which is very fitting. The theory on that, on their service, is that everybody knows they've been for sale over the last three years yeah and hbo max is more of a proof of concept than it is an actual product it's yeah it's trying to jack up the price for these rights because ever since at&t bought it it felt like they wanted to flip it yeah into something else which is bizarre to me but it's it's what we're saying
0: yeah anyways so the movie we start out with some uh, operation where they're storming a beach uh the first team gets absolutely obliterated oh just, and just gets
1: railed through the first oh, you thing you forget whoa what was it walk the line to open the movie yeah classic just james gunn going 70s 80s on us really quick yeah blaring walk the line for a character you think is gonna be a big deal and just gets absolutely i,
0: <laughs> I was waiting killed for, killed for gimme shelter let, let, let me put it to you this way i was waiting for gimme shelter I was. It didn't happen, but I was waiting for it. Um, James Gunn and Martin Scorsese have very similar music tastes. But the first thing that I have to say is Martin Margot Robbie's just ability to act and her range to do the different roles that she's done over her career and be great in bad movies. <laughs> her ability to be a shining beacon of hope in a pile of shit i will always find very
1: inspiring well and it should be said that it was announced today she's going to be in wes anderson's next movie
0: so it's i mean when you get the stamp of approval from people like wes anderson from quentin tarantino from these different just yeah. pole directors yeah and 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 you get the stamp of approval from different actors as brad pitt uh leonardo dicaprio like it's it's clear when you get the stamp of approval from martin scorsese when you get all these different roles will smith all these different things that you get to do and you just excel and you're in many times the best part of the movie she was the best part of Wolf of Wall Street. Leo was fantastic. Jonah Hill was incredible. She was the best part of the movie. And that happens. Focus, one of my favorites. She's the reason why the movie's good. But yeah, she's absolutely incredible. Uh, they show us a scene that I'm pissed off about. They show us uh, the people back at HQ gambling uh, on who is going to die first. The reason why I'm pissed off is why uh, were we not called to be in the scene?
1: I, I don't think they should have, they should have consulted with us. And we've been saying this for a while that gambling scenes, including uncut gems, they need some work. And here, yeah. here's why they need some work. Because if you're betting on who's going to die first, it shouldn't be even odds across the board. No, because Harley no. Quinn is there's like,
0: a weasel that can't swim. <laughs>
1: Right. I mean, what was the the old guy with the long hair's ability? He threw balls like super accurately or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. if I saw that, I'd be like, oh, he. I, I probably would have bet him, even knowing how it turns out. I would have um, bet the
0: weasel just because I want that damn thing to die. I'm going to see that thing in my nightmares for the rest of my life. <laughs> that thing was frightening.
1: Well, it didn't die either. It, it, it gets up
0: yeah <laughs>
1: so they would have been whoever took the money on that's gonna want their money back. Yeah, uh, first of all, that scene was hilarious. Uh, and that's they they really painted it well from the very get-go of this movie is going to be completely different than the first one, which is always it's just hard to pull off. I'm sorry. the first one was awful. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah. And to come in and, and do this and make it entertaining and fun, You thought it was entertaining
0: and fun. Okay, It was
1: incredibly hard to do. Um, Incredibly hard to do.
0: So my first thought when I didn't realize that there were two different teams, uh, I thought this was going to be like, a, you know, this was their plan. A few people die. Like they go back to HQ. They have the big blow up. They're fighting. And then they go, all right, we're going to go get Idris Elba. We're going to go get John Cena. We're going to, you know, level up. Nah, it was happening at the same time. But the first thought I had was this operation must have been uh, done under the Trump administration with the level of, or lack thereof, of planning
1: and ability
0: that this they operation They talk shit had. about
1: the U.S. president multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. It's very clear who they're referencing the yeah. whole time. and. Another thing that
0: I was pissed off about—I was so excited to see Pete Davidson. Why superhero movie? Why? I, Is this I really a about...
1: criticism right now that an SNL no, 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 actor no, 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 only got no, 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 five minutes no, 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 no. of runtime? No no
0: no, 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 no. It's not. And by the way, King of Staten Island was incredible. I don't, do not disrespect Pete Davidson that way, but no, I, it's not a criticism. I'm just saying for me personally. I was very much looking forward to seeing how Pete Davidson would act in a superhero movie, and I was and sad it was not hilarious. Him, and I was sad not to see him.
1: It was hilarious. It was. He has was... face fucking blown off. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. It hurt my feelings. Is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> and, then so a... are... and then we get. a so... tough look for Savant. We, we we get a tough look for him. He just fucking runs away. <laughs> yeah no that's not a criticism i'm just that 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 was a very funny moment of the movie where he just like ah fuck it i'm out i'd rather get the chip exploded in my brain than deal with this shit
1: yeah that's funny i'm out (laughs) (laughs) that's objectively (laughs) funny
0: (laughs) so so then we see you know operation or team one doesn't go so well it was a diversion for team two and that's when we get uh introduced to Idris Elba uh, and John Cena. Uh apparently Idris Elba's character uh shot Bloodsport, su- Bloodsport shot Superman with a Kryptonite bullet. Uh though Very Superman smart. didn't die, um, which is one of the reasons why I'm any movie with Superman in it, there's no stakes because the man can't die. Um, bothers me. Obviously, he's not in this movie, but needs to be said. Uh, if someone can't die, you kind of lose me, which is why Endgame, please, I will say this a million times, please don't bring back Tony Stark. But, we find out that Idris Elba, father of the year. As Viola Davis said in the movie. Father of the year. He's just an incredible man. Thinks his daughter's 14, really. She's 16. Uh, is mad at how she stole something not that she stole something just
1: just incredible who watches fucking tv on a watch (laughs) it's unbelievable we will
0: soon i'm sure it's a great two minutes yeah i'm sure i'm sure we'll be watching tv on watches soon um viola davis highlighting that they have that their prison is the highest mortality rate in the u.s prison system that's impressive (laughs) That is, (laughs) with how awful our prison system is, that is wow. Like, that That really smacked on the screen when it happened.
1: Her character, Waller, this was my complaint in the last one, is I was like, you're telling me an operative of the U.S. government is this evil, horrible person, and you guys don't want to delve into how interesting that is? You guys just don't even want to talk about that? And she's like an afterthought the entire time? Whereas this one leans into it
0: but Viola davis i would still say deserves better she is one of the best working actors that we have right now you got to let that character breathe more you got to give it more
1: they totally did time.
0: That. Uh, they totally did though they got, go
1: all the way into it
0: they just let her be angry and they just let her be an asshole there's got to be a yeah, reason why she's doing this
1: there is a reason. She's receiving direct orders from the President of the United States to run this horrible program where they send prisoners in to clean up their shit.
0: Yeah, okay, but she's like enjoying it. Why is she enjoying
1: yes. it?
0: Yes. Like Be- there's there, there, we, we're given like no backstory or any That's the reason. first
1: movie's fault. That's the first movie. This movie's job isn't to go back and lay foundation again. It was to the make first a good movie.
0: movie. And if the, the fir- backstory hadn't been given in the first one, that 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 speaks to the level of difficulty that a mm. sequel has. That is That's a what I'm sequel saying to a bad first movie.
1: When you're making a sequel to one of the worst movies of all time, there's going to be problems with the background of the characters you bring forward. That's why they killed one of the guys right off the bat, because they did the world's shittiest job. At creating and, these characters, and
0: James Gunn decided that he wanted to make a sequel to it. And because of that, you're gonna have to do a lot of heavy lifting with the backstories of the characters. If you're gonna a, make, she's, you're a gonna it care. she's a Bond villain,
1: she's a Bond villain. Villains very rare. Get,
0: B- Bond villains get more backstory than this. No, no, no. I know no, why no, Bullfeld no, no, no. does shit more than why she does her stuff. He got his face, bur- or I think it was Blofeld that got his face burned up. Not the point. Like it's it, she's just an asshole and she's willing to freaking use idris elba's child to get him to join the suicide squad like yeah it's just it, it and for no other reason than she's just an asshole
1: then just power hungry u.s government Heck colonialism yes. I don't know. there's all of it there
0: if you're gonna cast viola davis you don't just have her play one note like i don't know it's just she. She could have done so much more in this movie. Like just look at Marini's Black Power. Other than she being was incredible a
1: stand-in for U.S. imperialism. <laughs> that's not enough for you.
0: <laughs> that's that's too she small. a more. part. she can do more. Is what I'm saying. She's way better of an actor than basically acting at the being asked to do a character development. Arc so what at Should the she... level of
1: John Cena. Should they have just put her in the John Cena role and let her? No, break guys, no, faces open. No, what I'm saying is, it's like give, give me
0: something to where she's not just barking orders. Give me, give, give me something. She's some- just a
1: military general. That's it. That's all she is. She's a stand-in for U.S. Yeah, imperialism. That's I it. it it's an I North think that's, North North that's a North pretty North big North. part. North. I don't know if, if you ask me, that's like probably the most important character in the whole thing. But okay,
0: and and, and, and it might be,
1: but not
0: that there just wasn't a lot of and
1: okay i have to say
0: that our resident dc expert sean malavi he did tell me that the movie unlike its predecessor is very um faithful to the uh to the subject uh to the ip the first one was dick
1: Okay, and this <laughs> yeah. shit now where David Ayer is coming out being like, they There's didn't use, cut. My cut. Yeah. use my cut. I want to use my cut. Release Stop. the air
0: cut. Stop. Stop. Let's do it. Stop. Give me a no. five-hour version no, I don't. of all, No, we don't.
1: No, we don't. We just saw what happens. We just saw what happens. You got a longer, shitty movie. I don't want to see that ever again. As long as I live, I never want to see that again. That was the worst idea I've ever seen.
0: We'll we'll do a ten year anniversary
1: of it. Just I won't be on it. It'll just be you <laughs> yeah. on a mic. That thing was sh- awful. It'll be me. And, and by Sean. the way, I- I'm sorry. Like you made a shitty movie. I don't want to see more of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. We're, no. Nobody needs to see the air cut, and that's why it hasn't no. been all that much of a thing. But no. restore the Snyderverse is, I believe, the highest trending topic on Twitter ever.
1: But regardless, congratulations, that's
0: that's not this movie. So. VL Davis would have wished more. You disagree. That's fine. The John Cena character got a couple laughs out of me because we get introduced to him and he is here to do one thing and one thing only. He is here to make fun of old white men. Yep. Specifically old white conservatives. And it's blatantly. And to bring the meta moment to have the WWE wrestler whose like persona is this like. I fight for freedom and I fight for honor and I fight for liberty. To have him then come in and play a character that just on its face is there just to be a middle finger to those types of people. That was the best move that James Gunn made in the entire movie.
1: His character's name is Peacemaker. It's Peacemaker. <laughs> and his whole thing is he kills anybody that stands in the way of peace it's yeah. <laughs> hilarious <laughs> yeah i mean yeah, the scene I, where he shoots the laptop into the bathtub and the guy gets electrocuted i laugh for 20 seconds
0: yeah yeah i mean it's it, that character decision was incredible and the conversation between him and idris elba I was just like why are you so violent why do you just go to kill and he goes for liberty
1: so funny for free. so funny
0: i i do what i need to do for this country it's just like oh yeah he's always
1: talking about killing people for liberty it's hilarious it's It's, great i'm sorry that's that's hilarious
0: so this might be the most important question that i have for you for the whole movie would you get the polka dot man for for your kid's birthday party no and uh it's
1: this is very important okay (laughs) The jokes made by the prisoners about how they want him at their daughter's birthday party. That man is sick.
0: Literally, in a very very
1: real way. He's in an very inter-dimensional sick.
0: Interdimensional way. He is sick.
1: That is one of the most fucked up, sad characters that I've seen in a superhero movie. <laughs> I didn't think any of it was funny. And I thought we it watched
0: was... the Joker.
1: It was or, sorry,
0: Joker, since the now brings a lot of meaning and importance.
1: Hang on, I'm having a brief aneurysm. Okay, um, (laughs) the polka dot man. First of all,
0: don't worry. The Joker is coming.
1: Conceptually funny. I didn't personally find it funny at all. I thought it was sad and horrifying to watch. (laughs) (laughs) And something you can only do in a rated R movie.
0: (laughs) Where he's seeing his mom just everywhere, and it motivates him to kill.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh. That's right. We first find out about it. He's like, I just pictured the enemy as my mother and that I can do it. It's like, oh my god.
0: and then I think it was Margaret that looks at him like, Are you okay?
1: Yeah, and just that whole scene where they're talking to each other after they accidentally kill the freedom, not accidentally, they kill the freedom fighters because they're dipshits. Yeah. <laughs> um what I appreciated about that moment is that they weren't trying to do a Deadpool ripoff. It was funny, but in a different way that Deadpool is funny. They didn't try to steal any of the the, the stereotypes from Deadpool and put it into their rated R superhero movie. They did a different version and showed that's hey, you know what? Sometimes the best movie isn't always the one that's going to make the most money. If you're Disney, if you're fucking Disney and you've got this formula down, yeah, go ahead and make the most money possible, and make a PG thirteen version. If you're Warner Brothers and you need something different, you need to be putting out the best films possible. I, by all and account, whatever Deadpool that requires 3
0: is going to be our though, which is exciting.
1: I doubt it. Highly we'll doubt it. We'll see. Highly, highly doubt it. If you're Disney, it's different. If you're HBO trying to build a user, trying to build a fan base that is non existent right now,
0: and if you're just HBO in general, like. You're the do home something of different. Game of Thrones.
1: Do something <laughs> you're, different.
0: You're the home of a lot of just very graphic, like Band of Brothers, just very graphic shows.
1: Because your PG-13 offerings have been some of the worst shit I've ever seen in my life. It really has been. And when you castrate your directors in that way who want to do different things, yep. you, I don't know what you're doing with that. Like You're not Disney. You don't have the same people working on your stuff. You're never going to have... like. If you had James Gunn like under contract for the next ten years, then okay, don't. you you can try some like big money action flick. But even yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy would have been better as an R rated movie. It just wasn't because Disney loves money. And it doesn't but if you're need H- to be
0: like leaning on the R rating can be a crutch that can bring some like B level movies up to an A level movie, and it can be because you can you just have more space to work with. But it can also be a crutch. And I honestly thought that it was a crutch in this movie.
1: No way. This movie was objectively hilarious. Like this was probably, other than Deadpool, the funniest superhero movie I've seen. Really? It it tops anything Disney did in terms of humor. It was hilarious. Really? It was hilarious from beginning to end. And the, the places they were willing to go with the humor only made it funnier. Because God, th- this I, movie, this movie could only be made by a desperate studio like Warner Brothers. Okay? Oh, if, okay, no 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 if you're Disney, if you're Disney, you're not making this movie ever.
0: Desperate is the perfect word.
1: It is. De- no, de- it totally is. Desperate you're not doing
0: any of this stuff. Perfect word. They tried to do way too many things in this movie, and they didn't focus on the things. That they could have. That could have been so great. They had some of the best actors. That we currently have working. It's they not, had
1: Viola it, Davis. They had Idris Oscar Elba. It's, it's not, not Oscar bait. It's never intended to be. I, I It's understand just that. funny. It's I understand f- that.
0: But you have Viola Davis. In the house. You have her play One Note. You have Idris Elba in the house. You have him play One Note. You it's have a
1: superhero movie. You have Robert Downey Jr. playing One Note for 17 movies. It's a superhero movie.
0: Okay, but are you you really going to (laughs) say- It's a
1: superhero movie. What are you talking about?
0: Okay, but are you really going to tell me that you're going to compare any of these people to the performance that Robert Downey Jr. gave in- All these movies. You're
1: talking about one note performances. Superhero movies are inherently by their nature one note performances.
0: But then then you bring up the greatest one note performance that we've probably ever seen. I could do any of Chris
1: Evans. It's one note the entire time.
0: Yeah, and nobody's saying that he should be getting any awards. It was
1: Okay, but he's a better actor than just doing one note, but it's a fucking superhero movie where you have twelve different actors.
0: Is he? I love Chris Evans, but
1: uh, he's better in Knives Out as an actor. He's doing way oh, different things okay. in that movie. No, you're right. That's what. That's so. Right. That's what I'm saying. I, when, it, when you have movies where you're trying to I balance twelve different right. superhero personalities, you try to play the the guy's best note and just do it over and over again. Yeah. I mean, that's what. That's the complaint about these movies in, in terms of like their artistic value, is that?
0: Okay. Then, then maybe I'm more so seeing it in this movie than uh than other superhero movies that i've seen i i I don't know it just it 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 didn't connect with me um but real quick because i'm gonna ask you the second most important question have you ever heard of the term starfish used to describe someone's butthole
1: yes you have multiple times i have many times many times yes that is definitely a thing (laughs) like many times like, like to the point. I feel like right now you're asking me what a nutsack is. Yes, I've heard it many times. Really? Okay. Yes.
0: Well, <laughs> there you go. Um, then that that joke doesn't really land all that well. So there you go. Um, and then just one more note on uh, Pokemon Man. He just I, I was getting just took the bar exam vibes from him the entire movie. Like, was there right. just just no hope. Doesn't really care what happens to him. Like. He's just just walking through life. Someone told him to go that way. And it's just like, all right, yeah, I'll just keep. Yeah. Oh, I'm supposed to stick with you guys. Yeah, I'll just fine. Whatever.
1: Yep. It's cool. 100%.
0: I don't have any give a fuck anymore.
1: (laughs) Love Polka Dot, man.
0: So, and then we get John Cena's best uh, line of the whole movie Um, (laughs) Would you eat a beach full of dicks for liberty, Tim? (laughs)
1: the fact that it's it's just that again that's an example of a line you're never going to see by disney no for so many reasons but the number one being ever since iron man one they are afraid to do any real societal criticisms which
0: boy and we've (laughs) talked about it boy did they in iron man one
1: Because they didn't care. Again, they were desperate. So they were willing to take these huge swings that in retrospect don't seem that huge, but at the time were huge. This movie takes that kind of swing. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, you know what? We're going to make fun of the military industrial complex for two hours. That's what we're going to do today.
0: Because by casting John Cena, you're going (laughs) to. Generally, studios would cast John Cena to get a certain type of fan into the door. Yes. Which is famously why why he was cast in Bumblebee. Yep. (laughs) Because they were trying to get more than just Hasbro fans into the door. Very ballsy. Very desperate. That character worked. Because I know that's about the extent of John Cena's acting level. Yep.
1: Yep you just saw the best of it
0: and congratulations which is he's gonna make a lot of money I'm gonna make a ton of money he's the rock yep and you know the compare i'm <clears throat> allowing me to be the first person to compare the two
1: <laughs> yeah no kidding coming off fast nine yep
0: yeah nope, 100%. But, and then given all their backstories like i'm sure yep. you've heard it here first folks john cena the rock a lot of the same stuff.
1: Incredible expert analysis by you.
0: Yeah, that's, that's why the people come to listen to the Tim and Tony pod. But that's why it pissed me off that John Cena, Idris Elba, Viola Davis, they're all given the same character level. They're all given the same room to breathe in this movie. And I think it's disrespectful.
1: Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Like, you can make the case that you want more from these characters, which I get. because. But the one thing that I thought that they did better was even though that they weren't willing to lay a ton of foundation for who these characters are. By the way, they made that mistake in the first Suicide Squad. What they did better... And it it was
0: terrible. And, like, to to do the whole... Like we're gonna do a narration where each yes. character gets thirty seconds to do this yes. whole thing. It's like it was terrible, y'all. What the that fuck was are awful. you doing? The way that Marvel did this, hey, here's an entire fucking movie. Or in Iron Man's case, here's three or two movies. Was there two? Which movies is why? Of Avengers or three.
1: There's two. Okay. Which is why, which is why, James Gunn was the perfect one to do this because he did Guardians, which is four characters that you have to give their backstory in a very quick amount of time to make you care. But what he did in guardians and what he did in this movie is very similar. They don't just do it at the very beginning and then stop. They keep developing each of the characters as you go along through normal conversations that human beings have. Yeah. So that's, that's why, that's why it's better. Because of course it would have been better to have an individual movie for every single person in this movie. But if you're going to go the Guardians of the Galaxy route, you don't have that luxury.
0: And and I'm not saying that that's why this is wrong. Like, this can obviously be done. It was done in Guardians. And honestly, I'm not as much of a fan as the general consensus is about Guardians. They're great. They're not, like, some people think that they're the best movies in the MCU. I disagree. But James Gunn does a very good job with those. It worked with that. I just did it didn't work for me here because of the level of actors that they could have used. Um, then we get, for my money, the weirdest part of the movie that just didn't need to be in it. Margot Robbie. Uh, fall or making the president of this country <laughs> fall in love with her. Um, it was very weird. And shooting him. That was oh, fine. That was fine. That was cool. I love it. Was it just weird, and we
1: get, like... I, it was way I, too long. <laughs> I liked it because what they're trying to do with that character, even in the Harley Quinn movie, which on Birds of Prey, what they're trying to now do with that character is, is, is that, change...
0: Was that the final name?
1: Yeah, Birds of Prey. So what yeah. they're trying to do with that character is they're trying to change who she was from the comics, which I can respect. Uh, who she is now is a very potent symbol of feminism, which she is not in the comics, in my opinion. Right. And that's what she's become. It's trying to show character growth in her. It's an attempt to develop that character further.
0: It's an attempt.
1: Yes, it is. but that's what I mean is that if you're going to, if you want character development, you know, you've got to have scenes like that where it shows you where she's at and where she's coming from.
0: I guess, man, it, it doesn't need to be a third of the movie though and it felt like oh it was
1: i mean it was like 10 minutes maybe and by the way the quote about did you show them the birds when he's like my people hate me when he's going through the whole thing about why everybody hates him, and she's like did you show them the birds (laughs) or like
0: which by the way why'd you have to kill them why'd you have to kill the (laughs) fucking birds that's fucked
1: up that's the point is that it's supposed to be this absurdist like evil dictatorship in a fake island
0: so yeah (laughs) so the one question i do have about that scene what so tim and this is the most serious question it's not the most important but it's the most serious what kind of red flags do you look for in a relationship
1: well i mean i think dictators are are pretty tough um right-wing extremists like such as the people who own this or run this island are, I think right. that's a it's a pretty bad uh, a, red that's flag. That's a good
0: place to start.
1: Yeah, that's that's always tough. Um, but <laughs> number one red flag.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, hold on. Get give the people a second to get a pen and pat, pen and pad out or get their phone out. To get open the notes app give them give them one second
1: if you hear this quote first of all if they just come out as being like a like a maga trump supporter you know it's rough and we've all and and,
0: and we've all made the mistake
1: yeah we've made the mistake Uh, but but you need but you need to look out for this one thing yeah when they say i didn't care who won the election last year that means that means they are a big time Trump person. And they just won't admit it. They will do the, well, I support weed and gay marriage. I'm not like a super Trump person, but when you actually get into it with them, you need to be careful out there, everybody.
0: Yeah. For all the people that are trying to figure out whether they should swipe left or right on people that say that they are either apolitical or that they are, you know, they're independent. That's that's a special new kind of dog whistle because you're it's to the point now where you're either one side or you're the other it's there's no real middle ground anymore i wish there was i really do um the majority uh, or the plurality of people in this country are registered independent um it's It's a weird time to be in American politics, which we're going to get into in a future episode of this podcast. But, um, it's, it's a red flag that we all need to be looking out for if, because if you're so ashamed of it that you don't even want to say it, that brings with it a whole other list of
1: neuroses and issues if someone's just. It shows them, that you know that it's fucked up what well, one still side is doing. Do it. And it's mildly annoying what the other side's doing, but you're still going to go with the other side because you know that benefits you. Which, real for quick, some inherent Tim, reason.
0: Real quick, Tim, we're recording this. It's August 10th, 4 p.m. Celtics just signed Dennis Schroeder
1: to a one year,
0: $5.9 million contract.
1: His agent should be disbarred.
0: <laughs> his agent, That's all I'm say. his agent is <laughs> his agent. If he can breathe right now, I'd be very proud of the man's restraint.
1: Yep. Um. Wow. Wow. He should not 5. take. Anyca- he should not take on that million. They completely screwed over their client. That's what they did. He's
0: So he's on the level of like Malik Monk.
1: Yeah, they screwed their client. That's what they did.
0: Duncan Robinson got five years 90.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Wow. Okay, so anyways, red flags. Bad job it's, by them. It's very bad job by them. It's worse if you're willing to lie about who you truly are than just actively and outwardly being a bad person i think we've i think we've uh settled on that so those are some good <laughs> red flags everybody um you know tim and i be have out there. yeah be careful out there tim and i have long held that we would be good at um being consultants for people's online uh dating stuff so, you know, if you need help. And we still might start that service. We, st- we still might start that service. So, again, as Stay of recording tuned. on August 10th, 4 o'clock, uh, you know, this is our idea. But anyways, so it, th- is that how that works? It, you can postmark sort of a copyright, an implied copyright. Who knows? I, We're going to be the modern hitch. I never – I, I might have just passed the bar, but I've never taken a copyright class in my life. So – yeah, I, I'm I'm still pissed off that they just killed the birds. Um, <laughs> I, I that that's just I have noted at this point. I guess something happened in the movie that made me write this for like the fourth time. Viola Davis deserves better. Can't be said enough. <laughs> she just it, it's every single time she's just barking orders and just yeah. Man. And then oh something something must have happened at this movie. Uh, at this point in the movie because I just wrote. I don't get this movie. Oh, it was at, at the end of the uh, of the Margot Robbie love story arc, if you want to call it that. <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't get what they're doing. I don't get what the aim of this movie is. Um, maybe it's because, because I don't understand the IP.
1: Maybe it is. I don't know. Um, Here's the thing: it's it's an ISO call for Margot Robbie in this, this movie, which which is great, but it's they're just ISO her. That's what they're doing they had the character go with the B squad initially so that she would get captured and she could have this whole ISO moment where it's a lot of fun to see Harley Quinn. That's it. That's all there yeah. is to it.
0: <laughs> can we get her out of her contract?
1: People, people want to see Harley Quinn doing Harley yeah. Quinn things. Can, can, That's can what we, it comes down to.
0: Can we get her out of her contract? Cause she's got better things to do. Can we get Viola Davis out of her contract? She's got better things to do. Like go go make I don't, make, go I don't make think they were
1: by the way, by the way, if if memory serves, they were not contractually obligated to do I know. This
0: I can we get Viola Davis making Marini's black bottom level movies? Can we get her making fences level movies? Because she's incredible, she's amazing, she's one of the best we have. I,
1: and I don't either. I don't begrudge I, anyone for securing the bag.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I'm just sad. Because Margot Robbie's incredible. She had like five lines in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and was, it was one of the most captivating, most entertaining performances I've ever seen. I, it's just, it, she, she was the best, she was the best performance in a movie that Leonardo DiCaprio should have gotten an Oscar in. Like, she's incredible. And she just, she, again, like I said, I can't say enough. She deserves better. Um, Oh, yeah. So, Tim, you're going to like this comparison. I'm watching this movie. Waiting with faded breath. Yeah. I'm watching this movie, and I'm trying to figure out, where have I seen this before? Because this feels familiar. What I'm watching just feels like they've done this before. And they have. Suicide Squad was Phantom Menace. the suicide squad's attack of the clones no because it's better and like a lot better it is it's a lot better but objectively it's not that good of a movie it's just not in comparison when 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 i stand next to someone who's four foot eleven i look like yao ming
1: but that's well, what this movie is doing. stand next to
0: Devin Booker, you realize that I'm not that tall.
1: That's what this movie's doing. I, I'm sorry. Like, you put this movie up against Black Widow. This movie's better. It just is. Like, it's not... Well, it, okay. It's, it's an average superhero movie, but it's so surprising that it made me laugh at a couple points and had some good thoughts in it that it's okay. great.
0: Oh, Okay, so you're not calling this an
1: objectively great movie. I grade on a curve for this stuff. Because I can't. Okay. I'm okay. I'm more impressed that they were able to make something it, out of nothing. So, so they had s- nothing.
0: You're saying it's nothing. a law, it's a law school A.
1: 100 percent They had nothing. Oh. Here. They had oh. zero.
0: Okay. Okay. I it's thought I curve. was I thought I was neat okay. I thought I was needing to be like, this should not. So you agree with me that there is no reason for this to be at 90%. Absolutely
1: no reason. I think, I think that that's, I think that's probably too high. It's, it's
0: it's a James Gunn as, far as fest like, and a reaction to the first one being so bad. Objectively, this exactly. should be in like either the high sixties or the low seventies at best.
1: Everything's in context, right? So like, okay. okay. That's okay. my point is like, it's so impressive okay. to like have this kind of cool. movie coming off of that. Cool. That it's like, you just have to give it up. You're like, look, you guys saved this whole thing. Like, congratulations. Okay, fine, fine.
0: Okay, I'm, I am in a much different headspace than what I I misunderstood what you were saying.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Cool. Fair enough. We,
0: we can move on. So these guys, the the uh, military people. Th- this is that was probably the worst interrogation scene I've ever seen in my life. They got nothing. <laughs> they got nothing, and they got killed. Like. <laughs> they had her in chains and they got yeah. nothing like granted yeah. it's harley quinn she's batshit insane but damn you got nothing
1: and the guy got close enough for a person yeah. dangling rule from the number ceiling.
0: One. rule number one if you're holding a gun at somebody
1: don't turn your back on them
0: don't turn your back on them and don't get within an arm's reach Because if you get within an arm's reach, they can disarm you. They're going to kill you. Right now, if I'm pointing a gun at somebody and they're not within arm's reach and they don't have a weapon, they have no leverage, both literally and figuratively. It's terrible. Just awful. So, yeah. Then I have a note written, this movie has the violence of a Tarantino movie with the writing of a George Lucas script. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. They used they used violence as a comedic trope. It, it was wasn't movie. even that
0: though. It was a crutch. It was just okay, nah, okay, nah, okay. Nah. to distract from our bad writing. We're just gonna blow some people's fucking heads off. <laughs> to to but it was to, funny to distract from laugh. the Amer- yeah because it was so bad. Yeah, that's the point. It made you laugh, which okay. If I... if if we're saying that it was <laughs> unintentionally funny,
1: I'm with you so i thought it was funny yeah i thought, I thought there were so many things in this that i just kind of like chuckled at i was like eh. <laughs> so yeah
0: and then we get my favorite line of it, a line that actually landed it was actually good <laughs> when idris elba kills john cena yep john cena says how and idris elba says smaller bullets it's a callback to earlier in the movie when they were doing the dick measuring contest and, you know, and literally John Cena said that he would eat in an Island or no, a beach full of dicks for Liberty. Um,
1: you know, we get to the that. fact that John Cena's helmet is clearly derivative of the captain America helmet.
0: Yeah. And like, but there's for like starters. no real, it looks like a toilet seat and yeah. it's just great. It's, it's fantastic. Um, Yeah. I don't really have much else to say about this movie. Um, I thought it was odd the people that they decided to bring back. And I, I like to bring back uh, Kevin Spacey's foil from House of Cards, to bring Rick Flagg back. I, I, I don't know who is asking so, for Rick Flagg to come back.
1: I do have some thoughts on this. Because, again, everything happens in context. So, we'll, oh, I a lot thought of, you were
0: going to say everything happens for a reason.
1: No, no, no. <laughs> I, I don't believe in that. I don't either. <laughs> That's why I was
0: going to. I thought this podcast um, was about to take a turn.
1: No, 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 no. So the first movie, famously, the entire cast got squad tattoos. They built it up. They hyped this movie up. This movie, this movie, before it ever came out, Margot Robbie said it was the greatest superhero movie of all time. Which before the before the movie came out, which I think I texted you and I just with, I'm scared.
0: <laughs> I think <laughs> I, th- I think it said I, I think I said at the beginning and I if I said this I couldn't agree more. This movie's about to go out like a wet fart.
1: I'm scared. You yeah. don't make those comments, especially when we have the recent history with superhero movies. You just don't say that, and it can. You know
0: you, you, you know who didn't have to say that about their superhero movie? This one. Well, no, but I'm saying, you know who didn't have to say it? Christopher Nolan. Christian Bale. They didn't have to say it about their movie. And it was.
1: It's just, it's weird to do that. It's a weird choice. It's but a bad aside move. Aside from that. It's a bad move. Because they were, you, gotta,
0: you, you and I are both hopefully about to start our careers as attorneys. One of the biggest things that I've been told that you need to do when talking to a client, manage expectations. If you're not able to manage expectations correctly, no matter what you do, you could do the best job in the world. If you didn't do that correctly, the client will always think you fucked up. Margot Robbie, as I've said, this is a pro Margot Robbie podcast. You got to manage expectations correctly. If you say that this one was more fun than the first one, okay. If you say that this one is gonna probably do better than the second one or than the first one sure that doesn't pop obviously as a soundbite but you gotta manage the expectations better than like this is better than the dark knight this is better than end game this is better than you know insert whatever great superhero movie that we've had
1: yeah and I, I think there's two actors that everybody wanted to see come back will smith margot robbie um why why is Will Smith not in this movie? There's, there is a reason for it. He allegedly... He said that he had a scheduling conflict, which is code for... Which is code for... You know this as well as I do. I know. There was a, there was a book that came out recently that has detailed the... Uh, how should we say? Reality distortion field that Will Smith lives within. Where...
0: The after-earth... The, uh...
1: the way that he thinks about himself... Yeah. Is just different than most people, other than maybe Tom Cruise, in terms of their delusion. Okay. So he's very delusional. The first one was an utter and complete embarrassment for him. I think he wanted nothing to do with it. He said scheduling conflict. What I heard was, didn't want to touch it.
0: Is there, do, do we have a Will Smith movie coming out anytime soon?
1: Don't know. But he claimed is that the, there was, a, he claimed there's a filming conflict. Like that's what he said.
0: I'd love to know what he's filming.
1: It wasn't like uh, it wasn't like they wanted him. It wasn't a purposeful slight. It's just he said okay. he couldn't do it, which okay. to me is like he didn't want to do it. He's Will Smith. He can he can push around anybody's filming schedule. Which
0: which in at, at that point, then I, I respect his decision because it was it was the right decision.
1: He wasn't very good in the first one. Nobody uh, was. Nobody could. Nobody be. was. Nobody could. Nobody be. was good. The other two actors, the guy that shoots on fire and the like sewer dwelling alligator, uh, I'm happy they replaced him with the shark. The shark was funny. Or
0: hold the shark. We're gonna get there. Um. Yeah. I just the stuff with the starfish and the <laughs> s- the set piece at the end. Fine. Uh some people, I've seen some people say that it was a cool parallel to see Margot Robbie go into a vat of something again. If you really want to use that as a callback, that shows how low level of movie making you're doing. Um, I don't know. Uh, it was, I, I can't, I, that's a pretty fucked up thing to make, where it's a starfish that literally, like, plants seeds on people's face and like, rips away the front of your face
1: you know what is a callback for me too it's that's a callback wild. to the no it's a be, it's a callback to the beginning of guardians 2 where they're fighting that absurd blob monster oh yeah because it, it just it was that's what gun does like his villains are always hysterical in some way they're always goofy yeah like there's always some sort like i know that it, this comes from comic books but it doesn't surprise me that he was inspired by that character because that's the type of people he wants to be in his movies these absurdist villains that make no sense whatsoever but are horrifying yeah
0: and you know it was fine it's not the worst super or super villain i've ever seen certainly it wasn't the best if i never watch this movie again i'll call myself lucky um so tim I, i i think it's pretty obvious who the MVP of the movie is, the shark. Yeah, there's one option. It's King Shark. He's incredible. He's the one bright spot of the movie. Um, with the exception of, uh, I think I actually said that literally same thing about John Cena's character. So you know,
1: there you go. But him using Sylvester Stallone as a character actor, much like he used Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel as character actors. Yeah. yeah. Hilarious. And
0: uh, when sharks funny.
1: And I Every did, time he opens his mouth, I laugh.
0: I didn't know that Sylvester Stallone was the voice until I saw the opening credits and it says with Sylvester Stallone. I'm like, oh, what is he in this movie? And I look at him like, oh, that's awesome. That's cool. That it's he funny was, that he was willing to do that.
1: That's almost a self parody of his voice and his acting style and and you
0: know i love self-parody self-deprecation that's one of my favorite things to do
1: that's what that character is that's
0: why i love john Cena in the movie he was a close second he got he got all of my second place votes for mvp but king shark i mean him making the little figurine uh for the for the little uh bomb charge just great
1: Nom noms. moments of
0: him yeah nom noms just like it's it's fantastic it's um, what that
1: fucking alligator guy should have been that movie was so unnecessarily serious yeah it, anyway I, they were trying to, the to
0: make the dark knight but a team up like that's that what movie they are trying sucked. to do it it was just terrible the movie um, sucked so what'd you learn from this movie what was your limbo lesson
1: because <laughs> i learned a very I learn? good lesson um
0: do you, do you need a second
1: no i learned that look i there's this famous saying that desperation is the mother of invention oh oh that is what's going on here oh that is what okay. this movie is inherently okay. they handed the they handed the car keys to james gunn and then they got out of his way because they've learned That when they meddle too much the way Disney does to success, when they try to do the Disney thing and get in there and meddle with every little plot point, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They turn the car keys over. They let him do this movie that is going to piss off half the country if they actually think about it. Which, by the way, I'm always surprised by the movies that that half doesn't get pissed off about because there's been a couple that they absolutely love that is making fun of them blatantly. There's, there's, Um,
0: There's people that still think The Wolf of Wall Street's a playbook. So, they won't won't get it. So, it's been a while since we've been able to give out... Oh, oh, hold on. Who would you
1: want to be in this movie? I want to be the people on the computers. (laughs) Because everybody else's life sucks. The people on the computers seem to have it pretty easy. Uh, What they're doing is obviously reprehensible. But they're just gambling on people dying they seem to be having a good time
0: you know who i would want to be tim the starfish no i would not want to be the starfish starfish is in the movie for too long i'd want to be pete davidson Just put me out of my misery (laughs) i don't want to be here i'm out i
1: called you i'm the guy that called you (laughs) yeah
0: i tried i tried to secure the bag as the kids say nowadays it didn't work out My face got blown off. I don't have to deal with this bullshit movie anymore. So Pete Davidson, that's who I want to be. And I'm sure he only had to be on set for like one day. So yeah. Maybe. Great. Love it. Good for you. So without further ado, Tim. Oh, my limbo lesson. Uh, Sorry. Hold on. Limbo lesson. Not all bad movies need to be remade. Like oh if, that's if if there's I, a bi- go ahead
1: I wouldn't have done this movie and that's yeah. why I made the desperation comment I wouldn't have done this the only reason you do it is if you're desperate
0: not 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 a, not all wrongs need to be righted it can just sit there it can be bad you don't need to bring back a random selection of a- <clears throat> actors from the last movie into this movie and try to. Make some good out of it. You don't need. I to appreciated
1: that. that they saved it, though. I actually do appreciate it because it's, it's very I, hard to do, and it would have been easier to not try.
0: I don't even think that they saved it. Like it's it's a fine movie. If it was on its own, I honestly think like if if Suicide Squad had never happened and this was our first look into this area of IP, that's why they think,
1: didn't call it two. I know.
0: I honestly think that this would be hailed as like. Can James Gunn make a good movie outside of the MCU? No, that's because,
1: not true. That's not because fair at all.
0: It's it's just not.
1: That's not fair at all.
0: When put up against the first one, oh my god, it's like put it in the Louvre. <laughs> but it's just kind of it's a fine movie. I'll never watch it again.
1: They were willing to reinvent the entire concept to make a movie that was both hilarious and kind of timely. Just because I'm just you're saying, being it's good.
0: willing to do something doesn't it's necessarily a B plus. mean you should have. It's not. Yeah,
1: like plus. the Snyder Cut, by the way.
0: <laughs> the Snyder Cut should have happened. It was incredible, and I'm happy that we have it.
1: I'm not. I wish I never wasted time on it.
0: Well, because not only did you waste the four hours, in your eyes, not only did you waste the four hours to watch it, but then you wasted the two hours talking about it with me and Sean. And if I remember Never correctly, worn, you tried not talking about it on the pod about it. It was it was an incredible performance by you,
1: but tried.
0: Without further ado, Tim, the Ted Cruz Award for that character in the movie that you'd like to punch right in the face. Who would it be?
1: Well, I mean, I think that for this movie specifically, it should be renamed the Dick Cheney Award. Um, Because it's clearly John Cena. Yeah. He's clearly a mockery of that warmongering right wing conservatism that, by the way, I used to find horrifying. And now apparently his daughter is like our saving grace. Uh, it's just, it's a weird world we live in. Yeah. <laughs> apparently all these right wingers that I was terrified of are like actually uh, the middle now in America. Yeah, They're the right. moderates and in the independents. Um, yeah.
0: Turns out. John McCain, Mitt Romney, Liz Cheney, Megan McCain. Are just they might
1: be Democrats in today's world. I don't know. They I might don't be. Know. Everything's weird. Nothing makes sense anymore.
0: So yeah, it's John Cena. Uh I would love to with the mask on or off, I'd like to punch that dude in the face. Um, but would you rather punch Ted Cruz or Peacemaker?
1: I don't know, because I'm trying to think if me punching Peacemaker would like cause Ted Cruz to mean tweet me, which is like my number one goal in life. <clears throat> I want to be in a Twitter fight with Ted Cruz. If you're listening, please at me. Um, you're a stupid and horrible human being. And I would really love to have a Twitter fight with your immature. Ass. So,
0: but don't you think that's what he would respond with if you punched him in the face? he would just start mean tweeting you?
1: I don't know. I think he's such a, just a bitch. Yeah. That he'd probably like go down. And he'd do the I've been in the hospital for weeks thing. And like try to garner sympathy for it. Meanwhile, I'd be yeah. like a hero.
0: Or who knows? I mean, his <clears throat> the reactions that we've seen when someone does something fucked up to him, his reaction is generally to try and be their friend
1: that's so, true he, he, he might, might actually like really he might be come on the pod i did that yeah he might come on the pod yeah no kidding i mean like as long as well that's the thing though because i'm not like insulting his wife or his father
0: so that's i don't know true. if he would be that's i don't know true. if he'd be
1: as kind about that because he's again he's a bitch and yeah. he just takes that stuff as like i don't even know
0: anyway that's <laughs> true that's true yeah so I don't really have any other thoughts about this movie. I hope James Gunn finds his home right back in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Unfortunately, I'm pretty sure I saw that Peacemaker's getting his own fucking spinoff, which makes me throw up in my mouth. Um uh, I, I I might watch it. I don't think I need to see it.
1: Here's the thing: they've they've ruined this dc universe so extensively i'm damaged i have to adjust. no i have i have to adjust my expectations okay we're not we're not getting a a marvel competitor we're getting more we're getting we're getting something that can compete on like the fast and furious level whoa where
0: no stop yes no no
1: and what i mean by that what i mean by that is very simply this is is it going to be fun to watch okay good congratulations it doesn't have to make sense it just has to be fun fast and furious made me cry on multiple occasions stop that's because you're a pussy that's different and i
0: and that same disposition is being brought over
1: to these other movies and i'm not feeling the same way listen i I think you want to talk about grading on the curve that's fine to bring in more toxic masculinity into this podcast that's all i'm saying i think that's the first time i've called you a pussy on air i think so Easily,
0: and I, and you've called that and you've called me that so much off air. I don't even feel the need to defend myself because I just don't care, right? right. Because it's everybody just toxic masculinity, just because, a nice little dose of it. Because everybody knows that you're just being. Uh, uh, what's uh This is gonna have much less of a punch since this is gonna Groundhog Day. What's the character's name in Groundhog Day, where he talks about how like real men don't cry. So anyways, you're that you're being that and it's okay. Everybody knows it. If it makes you feel better, I'm happy for you, but just know in my insecure heart, just know that fast and furious, it has transcended such a level of movie making to now we all love these characters so much. They could make a bad movie and it doesn't matter because you're just getting to spend more time with family family with cars, with Corona. What else more could you want? (laughs) This movie, I'm sitting around where the movie just feels like it's flailing around the entire time. It's trying to grasp for air. It's trying to get to dry land. It might have, the tide might have washed it up to dry land, maybe, but it didn't get there on its own. And it might have even got there despite its own efforts. So that's how I feel about it. It's It was fine. I hope I never have to watch it again. And the fact that it's 90% and the fact that some people are saying that it's the best superhero movie that they've seen is just laughable. It's disappointing. It's insulting. It would be... Probably in the Thor 2, or in, yeah, Thor 2 Dark World level of bad movie if it was in the MCU. Nope. So, that's where I am.
1: Definitely not.
0: So, Tim, Uh, the much-anticipated Almost Famous Pod It might be coming. Might be coming, but if it doesn't, what's the next thing that we're doing?
1: There's a lot of options here. There is. There's. There's been. There's been a lot of movies made. Uh. Over over time, over the last hundred years. Yeah. But here's the thing: we need to come back with a bank. We need to come back with a movie that is going to get the juices flowing, so to speak. Oh. And that's why we're going to do National Treasure. What? For the next next podcast, we are doing Nicolas Cage in National Treasure.
0: You want to talk about toxic masculinity? We're bringing it back.
1: We're bringing it back.
0: We're
1: doing it. We're just going to do it.
0: that is not what. So here. Okay. For everybody listening, I assumed I knew where he was going with this, given what we were talking about before this pod. Tim just threw me the curveball of all curveballs national treasure. I believe I, you want to talk
1: about bad movies? That's be- what we're doing.
0: I believe we just hit an anniversary of sorts on the second movie, or no, no, the second <laughs> movie came out in 2007. So, never mind. Whoa. Damn! You I'm know, glad. You, I'm glad that you, you know that Ben, ben did Franklin invented the bifocal, right, Tim?
1: That's right. Yeah, and by the way, there was a recent there. I forgot about this. There was a recent story about a month ago that National Treasure Three is in production.
0: Oh no! Oh, <laughs> fantastic! Oh my god! I love it.
1: Set to be released on Disney Plus exclusively. Are they going to charge me $30? <laughs> Probably. Well, no. It's a Disney Plus exclusively, so it might be oh, okay. it might be like...
0: Oh, my God. Thank you. We're doing... Uh, so, I had a similar reaction when you sprung Toy Story around me, but just know, everybody... For different reasons. <laughs> it's a completely different reason. Toy Story, I genuinely think, is one of the greatest movies that's ever been made. National Treasure is one of the worst movies that's ever been made, but damn it all if it's not one of the most entertaining.
1: (laughs) Easily. It's awful, but I love it.
0: (laughs) Oh, I cannot wait to do National Treasure. This is going to be entertaining. Funny enough, the last time that I watched this movie, it was when you were here in San Diego. Yes. Yes. And like, you know, We had some drinks, and if I remember correctly, it took them a solid... It took Nick Cage about two swings of a pickaxe to find... (laughs) To hit a fucking
1: boat in the middle of the Arctic. To hit a boat. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so wonderful. It's truly... It's truly... Wait for this. A national treasure. It's
0: truly a national treasure. Drink a lot of water, because we're going to be pissing on the back of the Declaration of Independence... That's right, have your credit card <laughs> leave it at home because we don't want a paper trail. Bring cash, bring coins so we can buy the replica, the gift shop. Be ready, Tim, because this movie. Oh, oh, get ready for some historical facts. Get ready. This might be the last movie that we like. John Voight, oh my god. There's a oh, we like of,
1: him in this? Oh, okay. Gotcha. Sorry.
0: This was before we realized he was not such a great a person. A blithering idiot? Yeah. This okay. Was, yeah,
1: this gotcha. Was,
0: this was before the uh, downfall of John Voigt. Oh. Wow. This is yeah, bringing me we're back. Here. We're, we're here. We're here. We are doing it. We're going to Trinity Church to find... To find the scrolls of Alexandria, we are doing it all. We are going to span, you know, we're gonna have to do the book of secrets too, right? If we're gonna do the first one, we're gonna have to do the second one. Oh,
1: no question!
0: Great, Nick no Cage, question. Here it's we one come, of the classic
1: baby. horrible movies that everybody's seen and secretly kind of likes.
0: Oh, I overtly love it. It is yeah. terrible, it's a awful. Lo- it's a lot like the first three fast and furious movies they're awful Mm
1: -hmm. but
0: damn it are they just enjoyable
1: absolutely
0: it's like the third one it's a special level of bad but when if you're gonna tell me you're gonna put a southern kansas guy in the middle of tokyo teaching him how to drift and for some reason little bow wow's there or sorry excuse me it's now just bow wow
1: Oh, it's so good. It's so bad. It's so and awful. if you're going to show it's... me
0: a, I believe it was a 67 Mustang drifting down a mountain. That's what National Treasure is. Yep. It shouldn't have worked. Nope. But boy, did it. Because it, mean, it steered into the skid. It did what the Suicide Squad couldn't do. And I am so looking forward to it. So, either almost famous, either national treasure, or I'm just gonna sprinkle some because it's a long one. So I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the folks some runtime. My next pick just came out on HBO. So you're gonna have to brave the terrible app that is HBO Max. I apologize. Awful. But
1: unless they sponsor us, in which case they're the best.
0: In which case, Bill, we might just take the John Oliver approach.
1: And make fun of them.
0: To just make fun of the business daddy. So we'll see. But Barack Obama's documentary that just came out, In Search of a More Perfect Union, I am about 90% of the way through it. It's a three-parter. And each part is about an hour 45, basically two hours. So it's basically a six hour watch strap in. It's very good. Very cool. It's very historical, but we're still going to put the Tim and Tony spin on it. It's still going to be fun. So it'll be funny. So it's going to be good. Tim, where can they find you?
1: Instagram, Twitter, Fucking Facebook if you really want to. Um, at T 32 had my name misspelled all weekend, which can't really be too upset about since I don't speak the language of the place that I was in. Nice. It is T L E U C at least your
0: name was on the room this time, though. So that's good.
1: Yes, that was solid. Very good. So,
0: um, so Tim, I'm happy to announce it's not out yet, but and the YouTube audience is just enjoying a very nice. Hopefully, this will be the thumbnail for the episode, but <laughs> that'll definitely be a thumbnail. So yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, you can find me at TFX thirty four twelve on all platforms except there's one platform that is above the rest. There's one platform that I hope that the Tim and Tony podcast community can come together and enjoy it. Just as much as I think we can. And Tim, we need to get you a system. We do. Because I'm happy to announce that we're in the infancy stages. Of the Tim and Tony Pod's first Twitch stream. It's going to be under the moniker The Meat Shield. Because that's what I am when I'm playing first person shooters. I am terrible. But we're gonna have fun. It's gonna be a good time. It's the Meat Shield. When I get the initial, the official name, I will be sure to blast it on all of our, all of our uh, platforms, and I'll be able to make sure that it, we tag it here at the end of this. But we're gonna have some fun. We're, we're it's gonna be a good time. We're gonna be fighting the hackers in Warzone. We're going to be trying to take over the world in Sid Meier's Civilization 5. We're going to be, you know, trying to go 19-0 in Madden. We're going to try and bring the Phoenix Suns the first championship in 2K. Hopefully, PC players will be able to play uh, the show sometime soon. It's on Xbox, but it's not on the show. So hopefully that'll happen soon. It's going to be a good time. So, Tim it's good to be back it's good to be back tim's wearing title stuff i'm wearing bucked up stuff we are in full swing we are excited we are no longer burrowed under the mountain of studying that we need to be doing so we are back out good to be back can't wait to do the upcoming episodes thank you guys for listening and as always ted cruz for the love of god please go fuck yourself elvis Monroe, please play us out one day someday fiction girl she's my one day someday she's my one day someday Someday She's gonna call me baby Gonna have a family I can see it in her eyes Our future's all so bright Gonna wake up by his head One day someday She's my one day someday Fiction girl She's my one day someday